Hi, everyone. Welcome to another Lost Ladies of Lit mini episode. I'm Amy Helms here with my co-host, Kim Askew. Hey, everybody. So this year's Met Gala actually served as inspiration for today's mini episode. There's a textile on display at an exhibit at the Met called America, a Lexicon of Fashion. The item is actually a quilt made by a wealthy 19th century woman named Adeline Harris Sears. And this quilt that she made is rather unusual and quite special. Amy, you want to explain? Sure. So Adeline Harris Sears was the daughter of a textile mill owner. And when she was around 17 years old, this was in 1856, Adeline would take small scraps of white silk and she would mail them off to famous people, asking them to autograph them and then send them back to her. Her plan was to sew them all, all the autographs that she could collect into one big tapestry of famousness. (laughs) Apparently at the time, writing notable people for autographs was a popular pastime as it still is, you know, fangirls exist in every era, I guess. So a good number of celebrities that include politicians, civil war generals, artists, writers, They complied with young Adeline's request, and the result is this amazing quilt that she put together. Adeline received autograph scraps from the likes of Charles Dickens. I mean, can you believe he wrote her back? That's amazing. I suddenly like him more as a person. (laughs) Um, Jacob Grimm of the Grimm's Fairy Tales, Ralph Waldo Emerson, Washington Irving, Julia Ward Howe, who wrote the Battle Hymn of the Republic, Harriet Beecher Stowe, William Makepeace Thackeray. Are you salivating right now? Oh, wow. I can't even believe it. With all these huge Mm -hmm. names. She's got them all. Henry Wadsworth Longfellow. Let's switch from writers for a second. Seven presidents wrote her back with their autographs, including Abraham Lincoln. My favorite and many people's favorite president. Apparently, Adeline's family had a personal connection to Lincoln, so they were able to call in a favor somehow. So that wasn't just like totally random, but still impressive. She ended up sewing 360 of these signatures together in a beautiful pattern of 3D cubes on a dark background. The pattern is called tumbling blocks. But children of the 80s would know it as the Cubert background. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I love that reference. Totally. So that's, <laughs> that's what the, the quilt looks like. It's really beautiful, very colorful cubes, like all stacked on top of each other. And the top of each cube is white. And that features the individual signature of each famous person. But can you imagine her excitement when she would get the mail and... Like another famous person has responded. How thrilling. Totally. I mean, it's much more exciting than just plastering you two posters all over your wall. (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Anyway, so the quilt was finally finished in 1866. And then Adeline got married soon after to a man named Lorenzo Sears, who was a college professor, hence her last name, Adeline Harris Sears. But signature quilts, we should mention, That wasn't like a one-time thing that she just came up with. That was kind of a thing that people would do, mostly in small communities, like a school or a church might put a signature quilt together to mark a special occasion, like a birth or a marriage or a, you know, anniversary or something like that. I have a random Um, thing about quilts. My dad was in Vietnam and he still gets Girl Scouts and people like that giving him quilts all the time. And they drive to his house and present the quilt to him. 
That's amazing. Isn't that amazing? Because I he's know. a veteran. Yeah. Oh, Isn't that wow. cool? My dad's a vet and he doesn't get that. I don't know. I don't know if he's on some list. I'll have to ask him if he put himself on a list. I don't, I don't know. Okay. All right. That's, that's, I love that. Yeah. So anyway. Okay. So I want to say that back in the day when this famous signature quilt of Harris Sears was made, it ended up catching the attention of a woman named Sarah Josepha Hale. She was the editor of Godey's Ladies Book. It was kind of like a ladies magazine at the time. Yes. And Adeline had apparently written to her for her signature. So not only did she provide her signature, but she later wound up writing about the quilt. And she said, who knows, but in future ages, her work may be looked at like the Bayeux Tapestry. That's a famous um, medieval French tapestry, I believe. Not only as a marvel of woman's ingenious and intellectual industry, but as affording an idea of the civilization of our times. Wow. High praise. Yes. Um, so if you want to see photos of this beautiful quilt, including close-ups of the signatures, go to metmuseum.org. And I think you can even buy like a framed um, print, which would be a neat gift if you know any quilt lovers. Mm-hmm. My grandma loved to quilt. She did a lot of quilts that also featured embroidery, which were really pretty. And I had one on my bed as a child. I have um, my grandma's quilt still. I have one on the oh, bed right now. Yeah. Love it. yeah. And then my Aunt Barb is also a seriously talented quilter. And since we're on this topic, I kind of wanted to mention a few other um, artist quilters, I guess you could say. The first is a woman named Faith Ringgold. She's known for using quilts as her canvas, basically. Um, She was born in Harlem in the midst of the Great Depression, and her parents really fostered her creativity. She majored in art at the City College of New York, but this is a time when women were really only able to enroll in certain majors. So she had to major in art education rather than art. She wound up being a teacher in the New York City school system, Um, She went on to do paintings, which were all kind of focused on racism in the everyday world. That includes a huge mural that she painted for the women's facility on Rikers Island. But jumping ahead to our quilt theme, she eventually made the switch from painting to quilting in the 1980s because quilts were easier for her to transport around New York City than huge unwieldy canvases, which I think is great. So she actually painted on these quilts. They're a combination of sort of painted unstretched canvas and quilted fabric. And her pieces came to be known as story quilts. Um, They always sort of center around African-American life, history, identity, and community, especially her community of Harlem. So If you go Google Faith Ringgold and see some of her story quilts, they're really colorful. And if you think about it, quilting is traditionally women's work, you know, but Mm -hmm. of course, it's also deeply rooted in the African-American tradition going all the way back to slavery because enslaved people didn't really have access to brand new reams of fabric. So they had to piece together scraps. Um, There's a famous story quilt of hers called Tar Beach, which shows urban residents picnicking on rooftops in the city. And that actually inspired a children's book that she wrote. So Faith Ringgold, you could say, is, I wouldn't say she's a lost lady of lit. She's still (laughs) alive and well, Um, but she's an author, basically, too. 
And then the Metropolitan Museum, getting back to that, they have one of Ringgold's quilts as well in their collection. It's called Street Story Quilt. It's a triptych of a building in Harlem during different seasons. So Faith Ringgold is in her 90s now, and we are happy to say her work is really having its moment, which is great. There have been several big exhibits of her work in recent years, including London's Serpentine Galleries, the Bildmusit in Sweden, and Glenstone Contemporary Art Museum in Washington, D.C. And in 2015, a story quilt commission she'd done featuring Maya Angelou fetched nearly half a million dollars at auction. Whoa. You go, girl. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Also, I want to say that the new museum in New York City is currently featuring a comprehensive retrospective of Ringgold's work. The exhibition will be there through June 5th. And then in July, it moves to the De Young Museum in San Francisco. So definitely hit that up if you have the opportunity. There's actually a new wave of quilters who were inspired by Faith Ringgold that are coming up through the art world as well. One woman we should mention is the artist Bisa Butler. I love her work. Unlike Faith Ringgold, who paints onto kind of a quilted canvas, kind of like combines the two, these are pure quilts that she makes. And they are gorgeous. They're portraits of famous Black historic figures like Frederick Douglass, Josephine Baker, and then more contemporary people like Nina Simone and Jean-Michel Basquiat. Um, She uses African fabrics. Her father is from Ghana. So she uses fabrics from his homeland. And she describes them as her Kool-Aid colors because they're just so bright and vivid. Go follow her on Instagram if you don't already, because your mind will be blown. We'll include some links in our show notes to her work as well. Yeah, I haven't seen any of her work and now I'm completely fascinated. I'm going to be Googling her as soon as we finish recording this episode. She sounds amazing. So I I definitely want to check her out. Yeah. And in fact, I should mention, I occasionally volunteer at my son Jack's school as the art mom, quote unquote, which is hilarious because I don't have any art training. But one of my lessons that I did was we made portraits in the style of Bisa Butler and made them super colorful because like we don't know, especially kids today don't know enough um, female artists, I feel like. So no, and I love the talking about sort of quilting and the origin of enslaved people having to have the scraps to make them. And then also people now taking back that idea of quilting and making art that's, you know, making millions of dollars. It's really inspiring. I know. So yeah, go check them both out. Faith Ringgold, Bisa Butler, and then Google that Adeline Harris Sears quilt as well. I think you'll find it interesting to see and sort of look and identify the different uh, celebrities that she got. Well, anyway, that's all for today's episode. Keep those emails coming in to us and tune in next week when we'll be introducing you to yet another Lost Lady of Literature. Our theme song was written and performed by Jenny Malone and our logo was designed by Harriet Grant. Lost Ladies of Lit is produced by Kim Askew and Amy Helms.